It's time to start shopping for spring and our friends at Dia and Co have everything you need. They have these really fun outfit bundles to get you started this year. The spring top bundle is calling my name. I mean, who doesn't love a top with hearts on it? Dia and Co is giving you 30% off of your order. New and returning customers. All you have to do is use our code SWIPEFAT at checkout. Head to dia.com slash SWIPEFAT to get shopping and make sure you use our code SWIPEFAT for 30% off your order. Hi, I'm Alex. I'm Nikki. And this is Swipe Fat. I said that so weird. You did. I was just going to let it go. I was going to let it go. <laughs> like trying something out new. That didn't, I don't, in that, that's not what I, <laughs> I, it was just another version of your phone sex operator voice, <laughs> um, which you're, you know, you're always trying to work and it's like, I'm you're trying always to work, trying to work you're workshopping it constantly. Well, a lot of men have been asking me if I have OnlyFans or if I will do things for them. So it just, it's one step closer to that phone sex operator lifestyle. I know, but we need to step away from that because the audacity <sighs> of these men, they're always like asking us for things. One this morning asked me to pay me 250 euros to sit on his face. Am I like, what? photos like photos of it no to sit on his face oh okay well that's too low of a price sir. right yeah and <laughs> the fifty dollars is what I would charge for the photos of my feet in those yeah like shoes <laughs> and then the same man commented on a different video and was like can you lay down with your ass out oh okay that's like, the one I was thinking of then. yeah no yeah no he he then commented on another one and said will you sit on my face the audacity mm-hmm yeah the only fans one I was like do you know what he said it was because I had content creator in my profile oh. so I changed oh. it oh yeah you just need to say entrepreneur on your I just said files. entrepreneur yeah, yeah, I, yeah I we don't it. need a they don't need to know that for a while I well I guess I learned a lesson but also I was like well mm-hmm. should I should I let's talk start about one right now just so you join yeah. you be my first guy uh. <laughs> I'm joking anyway um well, I, I think a few people that follow us joined BodCon uh, that was like a few weeks ago. Yes. Um, I was a moderator of a panel about dating mm-hmm. um, and like beauty standards and um, just like the world we live in now and like how hard it is for everyone to date just because those beauty standards are so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the people who was on the panel with me um, was Joynice. Um, her Instagram is called fly and fluffy. And, um, I really enjoyed her perspective. Um, and so we wanted to have her on as a guest. Mm -hmm. Um, she's in a relationship too. She is in a relationship, right. And she identifies as super fat. Um, she's a model writer influencer, and she just like, she's really good about encouraging people of all sizes to just live super unapologetically, which I am very much in that camp as well. And I know you are too, Nikki. So I'm excited to have her on. And uh, yeah. Hi, Joynice. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, we are too. I mean, okay. So when we did the BodCon, um, gosh, conference? I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. conference. <laughs> Con, just... it's conference. Thank you. Thanks, Nikki. You're welcome. <laughs> when we were doing that, I was like, your perspective is just so interesting to me. And I was like, we have to have her on because I think you said so many like important things I think people needed to hear. So I just, I thank you for imparting your wisdom, but you know, I'm glad you're oh, here. You know, I, I've learned a lot over the years. So 
And I was like, she's in a relationship. Let's talk. (laughs) Yes, I am in a relationship. Sounds weird to say, but I am. (laughs) Why does it sound weird to say? Um, I don't know. I wasn't necessarily planning on being in a relationship at this point. Uh, So I guess I was like, oh, this is cool. Um, And yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm learning a lot and I'm having fun. Because you guys met, um, we say in the wild, like, um, like in the, out in the, out and about, not mm-hmm. on a dating app or something like that. No. So you no. were, it was unexpected. Yeah. Um, when I met him, it was a few years ago now, um, but I was at a bar with my friend on Christmas. That sounds really sad and pathetic, but I promise it's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I was just tired of being in the house. And my friend was like, oh, like, let's go to this bar. It's super small. It's like a local dive. Like, it'll be fine. I was like, okay, cool. We went and I walked in and I saw my now boyfriend. And I was like, oh, I thought he was cute. But then I was like, oh. He, he probably doesn't like fat girls or whatever and I like asked my friend about him and he was like oh I don't know who he is but he's been here every time I've been here he seems chill so and I was like oh okay cool 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 but like I didn't say anything or anything and then later that night he came over and was like hey can I buy you guys shots and I was like sure uh I guess I don't know <laughs> I was like my friend was like and I was like uh, okay um and that's when we found out we had the same birthday which is weird um and like so cute I know it was was pretty sweet and like we just talked and yeah here we are however many years later but yeah wow that's that's such a cute story it gives me hope (laughs) oh I mean I I hope so like I don't know I I don't know if it's like super romantic or anything like that. I, I feel so. like I think nowadays not meeting online is super romantic. Like there's nothing wrong with meeting online. Like I view it as like trying to meet people in the wild. Like it's like a bar just like virtually. Um, but I think like right now, especially after the pandemic, it is so it's a foreign concept to actually like meet a stranger and have a connection in person. Oh yeah. Unfortunately. But it's it's I don't think I ever really thought I would meet someone in the wild Mm -hmm. um and I was kind of surprised and I feel like I don't know it's weird dating is weird across the board and like I'm always very leery of people whether I meet them in person or online or whatever just because you never know like it sounds bad (laughs) I was just watching Bad Vegan Mm -hmm. um, on Netflix and I'm like oh my gosh like people are crazy out here so I know I'm always very like skeptical of people um just because you you never know I was just gonna say do you feel like you're more skeptical skeptical than you think of like like your straight size friends or people who aren't plus size because of that or do you think it's just who you are I think it might just be who I am like I don't know. My mom raised me to be very aware, right? Yeah. Uh, so I'm just kind of like, mm, I don't know. I always like question things and second guess things. And I've met some very interesting people. And I think the thing is like, for me, being a plus size woman, being um, a professional 
Um, I just try to be conscious of like who I let in my space, like, because everyone doesn't have the best intentions. And so I try to like cut through the crap and get to like the important questions up front, right? So if I, if it's like someone who's smaller or like, you know, I've noticed on their social that their past partners are usually straight size people. I'm like, well, have you dated larger people before? Mm -hmm. If you haven't, why are you talking to me? Like, and not because they couldn't talk to me, but like, why like why? What, is here? what is your expectation of the situation like is this some sort of weird like fantasy thing for you like what's going on same if I date someone outside of my race right like I mm -hmm. ask like have you dated other women of color have you dated other black women like um because you you know you never know what you're gonna get some people are like yeah I've only dated black women yeah. and I'm like I'm white chocolate I'm like oh oh no <laughs> Oh no, 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 thanks. Uh, <laughs> pass. Pass, like, out of here. So, you know, it's just, it's better to cut through the crap. Like, and maybe that's like bold. And mm -hmm. I had one of my like smaller size friends say, like, I could potentially be, you know, weeding people out or scaring people off because of these questions. But I'm like, I feel like these are valid questions. Like, not to say that if you've never dated a large person before, you could never date me, but I need to understand like how far, like how much are you going to have to learn, right? Like yes, how yeah. much work am I going to have to put in in order for this to be, you know, a situation for us? So I think that's a fair assessment, especially like if you don't know anything about fat liberation or Black Lives Matter or whatever, like I'm going to have to do some emotional labor Yep. so like I think that's a fair assessment yeah um, so how did you get started with fly and fluffy and Instagram I know you're a writer too so did it sort mm -hmm. of start from that or how did you get well, into it I had a blog back in the day um called a fat girl's guide to business mostly because like I just I needed an outlet. I was trying to build my portfolio as like a writer. And I also noticed that there wasn't like any places online where I could get like advice on like how to like find the things so I could look like my peers as a super plus size person in a professional space. So I just wanted to be a resource. And then after a while, like that died out when like my like nine to five started to pick up and stuff. And I eventually left that company and ended up going to like an agency and like there, unlike corporate, like everyone had something on the side, like everyone was doing these really cool, amazing projects. And like, it really inspired me to get back into my passions. And so I started flying fluffy and it was really liberating for me. It opened my eyes. It got me like out of my rut. And, you know, I was working corporate at like a large retailer focusing on fashion right um being the subject matter expert on plus like but it, it didn't quite feel like I was affecting change right like people would hear me but they wouldn't listen and so I wanted to do something where I could really have an impact and so I started doing flying fluffy what was the name of the blog fat girl's guide to business? a fat girl's guide to business yep that is really cool Thanks. You might talk I think more. that a resource that could still need to be ha had because I have people DM me all the time asking for business clothes. I was like, I don't wear them. I don't know where to get them. I'm sorry. Right. Eloquate like, D Co. I like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's and hard. from a perspective of like just being in a corporate setting as a fat person, I think is very 
can, I don't know, it can be the same way as dating. Like it's, people don't totally understand it. They treat you differently. So was it like you focused on all of that? Yeah, I focused more so just like on my, at that time I was very like new to corporate America. I was just coming off the heels of like my first internship. I was looking for a job. I had graduated from college. It was during the time that, you know, we all were really having a hard time finding our first jobs out there. Um, and so like, I was really dealing with like, what am I supposed to be doing next? At one point I was thinking about going to like culinary school to become a pastry chef. Like, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Somebody help me. I need to make money and no one wants to pay me until I get experience and I can't get experience because no one wants to pay me until I have experience. Like I was very frustrated. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, I, I don't know, I just needed a space and I was seeing so like many cool like influencers and creators out there making really great content and I was like, I want to be a part of this conversation like, and also like, I was, and I feel like back then like DNCO, I think existed, but it was out of my price range like mm -hmm. I was broke, <laughs> just like postgrad right like I just graduated. I didn't have money to like shell out all of this to find clothes. So just trying to figure out how to make it work. And I feel like that was most of what the blog was like, yeah. how to make it work and what people mean when they're like spewing acronyms at you all day long. Like it's very, it's like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, I worked in, I, yeah, I think you were, you're like a, you said a big fashion retailer, like corporate. Mm -hmm. I used to work in pharma and I feel like it was the same wildness, you know, like thousands of people, you're on a campus. It's very overwhelming. Um, no matter if you're new or you're just like getting into the, like before that I was at small companies and then you're like released into the wild and you're like, this isn't sane. I remember like someone, I don't know if you've had this experience, but someone like um, told me that if I wanted to be taken seriously, I needed to start dressing differently. Yep. And um, <laughs> cut my hair because I had long hair. Yeah. And um, she was like, you just dress too young. And everyone thinks you're like 24. And I was like 33. And I was like, it's just because I live in the city. And like, <laughs> I like don't wear Ann Taylor. Um, but yeah, that was like, I think last straw for me. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard I need to deepen my voice. I've heard and it's a lesser degree, like losing weight. Like I've heard all sorts of things. Um, and same with my hair, right? Like at the beginning, like I've been natural for a long time, but I, like when I would go to interviews, I would try to make sure my hair was pressed or, you know, whatever, because I knew that showing up with my fro, mm -hmm. wasn't, it wasn't going to go well. <laughs> so right. I learned very quickly to kind of try to mold myself as best as I could. And I have friends tell me that, you know, some of my choices were too colorful or whatever, but I was like, I'm a creative, you know, like I get more flexibility because I work in marketing. I'm a creative. I'm like, no one expects me to show up in like a Brooks Brothers suit or something like, right. it'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I definitely, and I think honestly, that is what helped me land my first corporate job because I showed up to my interview and a bright like coral 
blazer and like this really cute like floral top with like uh black and white stripes I don't know what I was wearing I was wearing a lot of things that (laughs) you know I probably wouldn't wear today but I thought I was cute (laughs) um and like you know things that actually hugged my body I wasn't trying to hide uh who I was and um, the person I was interviewing with who would become my manager, she was just like, you look so cute. Like, tell me about your clothes. Where do you shop? Like, we're focusing on plus size fashion now. Like, tell me all the things. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, well, this is where I shop. This actually came from Walmart. She was like, really? I was like, yes, because I'm poor. Because <laughs> <laughs> I need this job. Yes, I need this job. I am poor. And so this came from Walmart. And she was like, I would have never guessed Walmart, right? Because this is a big retailer. She's like, you know, we're trying to understand our close customers. So we spent most of my interview talking about plus size fashion and like why I was passionate about it and all this stuff and like she hired me I think she honestly was like it's a two-week backfield right like at the very least I only have to put up with her for two weeks and it's okay you know um and if she's great we'll you know extend it whatever but I'm glad that I had the opportunity because before then I was like I'm never gonna make it but yeah. she was like, yeah like this is what we're working on and I think me accepting who I was and what I brought to the table is what helped me set myself apart very early on in my career. Um, And not really backing down and just being authentically me. Yeah. Which I feel like you talk a lot about on, on social, on Instagram, just like how to be more unapologetically you. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because I think, I mean, I know we talk a lot to our followers and stuff who, who are sort of like, I, you know, I'm waiting for X, Y, and Z before I do something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm a big proponent of like, do it now because we only get one life. Right. Don't I feel like you feel the same way? Oh, for sure. I mean, I feel like there are definitely still things in my life that I want to do and I haven't been able to do just because like the world is not structured for larger people to do them. Like, access just having that access but that doesn't mean I've stopped trying to figure out a way to make it happen um but yeah like we only get one life you can spend all day waiting on so many things to change and you get there and it still may not be what you thought it would be cut out the middleman like get there a lot sooner so you can make that decision and then go forward with your life like why not yeah I think so many people are just worried about being embarrassed or, yeah. you know, um, how do you feel like you don't allow yourself to feel that way? Or like, how do you, I don't know, create that access path for yourself, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely been embarrassed so many times. Like, um, it's not, for me, it's not about whether or not I'm going to be embarrassed. It's about like how I'm going to react to the embarrassment. Mm. Um, as soon as you said that, I thought about when I was in college, oh my gosh, I was with, like, I was interning, unpaid internship, right? Of course. Mm-hmm. We all did. internship, and, like, my, the woman that owned the local small business, like, I can't remember, she took me to lunch or something, I don't know. It was sunny, and, like, 
it was barely any snow on the ground or anything. Like, I don't know how this next part happened, but it did. We were walking and she was plus size too. And like, we were walking and I was like cute. And I just bit it in the parking lot, like flat out laid on the ground like this. Like, <laughs> And she was like, are you okay? And I just laid there and I was like, I want to disappear. But then I was started laughing and she was just like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, I can't believe I fell. And then I got up and I fell again, no. literally back to back. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is, this is not good. I was like, I'm done. I can't, you know, but like, I think for me, what I learned is like, it's okay to laugh at yourself. It's so I was like, this literally doesn't make sense. Also, what am I slipping on? It was like black ice. I couldn't even see it. I'm like, I thought the ground was okay. And you know, a lot of people like I've fallen so many times in my life and I do that. I always give myself like a minute to laugh at myself. And people are like, you need to hurry up and get up and like act like it didn't happen. I'm like, I'm pretty sure everyone saw me. <laughs> fall twice back to back like I can't act like it didn't happen because it did it was so obvious I couldn't even play it off and like that's how I think about it I'm like yeah okay you fall you can get back up of course like that's the goal but you don't have to get up right away you can take the moment you can acknowledge what happened it sucked it's funny it's whatever and then go and like it just makes it better it doesn't matter if it makes someone else uncomfortable or whatever like we are so afraid to fall. We're so afraid to fail. We're so afraid. Like, we all have embarrassing moments. It's about, like, how you handle them. And, like, putting yourself out there, it could be embarrassing or it could be great. You know what I mean? Like, you never know. Stop trying to figure out how other people are going to react and just live your life. Yeah. Well, such good advice. It is. <laughs> I mean, I'm still scared to do certain things, but, the, you know. I don't know. I have to take a moment and then just be like, okay, I'm doing it. Like, yeah. I don't know. I still get afraid. Like people, all my friends want to go to like, um, ride roller coasters. And I'm like, I can't, I could maybe, I don't know. I just haven't in so many years. Mm-hmm. So I've only ridden one in my entire life. And like, I'm not a roller coaster kind of girl, but mm-hmm. like, you definitely don't seem like one if you second question everything. Why would you let that rickety all thing take you upside right. down? I was like, I just feel like this doesn't feel safe. And why would I want to do this? I don't know. Like, I'm not into heights or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But like, riding that roller coaster was probably like, I was telling this story the other day. Um, when I was growing I've like, I've been fat my entire life. Like, even as like a kid, like the first roller coaster I got on, I probably was like nine or 10. I probably was a size 24 already at that age. And um, I didn't really get that. Like I knew I was fat, but like, I was still very much a kid. Like my mom was like, you are a child, right? So like, when you're a kid, you want to be a kid, but then it's this whole other experience where people experience you much older than like you actually are. So like, it would be times when people would call me ma'am and I would be very confused because I'm like, I'm clearly, also I've had this same face probably since I was five. So like, (laughs) people are like ma'am, but I'm like, I'm definitely like 12, but like so weird, right? Um, So like 
we went to Six Flags. We were there and everybody was like, yeah, let's go. Like they were really like outgoing. And I was obviously like the shy fat kid. And I was like, I don't want to get up. First of all, hate roller coasters. Have no desire to be here, but my entire family is here. So fine. And my mom was like, oh, let's get on this. It was like the thing where you sit in the harness and like the chair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They pull it down. And I was like looking at the chair. I was looking at the tester seat. I was looking at me and I was like, Mm-mm. it's not going to happen. Like, let's let's not play these games. I was like, you know, mom, I don't think I can fit in that. <laughs> like, I don't. She's like, why? Like, yeah, you can fit. And I'm like, no no I can't I can't fit in this chair and she was just like well try the tester seat it's like this long line of people like watching this very fat child try to get in the tester seat and I'm like this is my worst nightmare mm-hmm. this is my and maybe that's also why I'm not embarrassed now I had so much embarrassing shit happen right. when I was a kid that now I'm like eh. <laughs> it's only up from here so yeah, like Tuscan uh, right <laughs> So I'm like, oh, mom, like, please no. And she was like, I can get in the booth because my mom is plush. So she was like a size 18, but she's also very tall. So I'm like, no, like I have a big belly and short arms and legs. Like it's not going to work. <laughs> so she was like, get in the tester seat. I'm like, mom. So I get in the tester seat. She's like pulling the thing down. It's coming down, but it won't latch. And she's like, I know that this can latch everyone is now watching us because she's like trying to latch this thing down and I'm like please stop people are staring she's like what's going on with this seat I'm like oh my god get me out of here please and I was like mom it's not gonna work and like I got up and did like the running cry like off of tv like (laughs) oh no and she was just like so I got back to where my dad was and like his best friend. Actually, like we were there. It was like a company day. So that made it oh, worse too. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh my God. So I get back and my dad's like, oh, you don't want to get on rides? I'm like, no, I never want to try to attempt to get on any ride ever again in life. And so my dad's best friend, who always was like, he never, you know, some adults are really mean, mm-hmm. right? especially the fat kids, Uh we need to talk more about how terrible adults are. Like, you shouldn't bully children. It doesn't matter. Like, it's just, it's astonishing how many stories in my life where you think, oh, kids bully kids. No, adults bullied me. And Mm -hmm. how do you stand up to yourself against an adult? But anyway, my dad's best friend was never like that. Like, he didn't care. He was just like, this is my best friend's kid. And so- he was like, you sure you don't want to get on a roller coaster, right? Like he could see it in my face because I have been sobbing all the way back. And I was like, no, it's okay. He was like, we're going to get on a roller coaster. I promise you we were rivaling, like we're going to get on this roller coaster. And I'm like, listen, that's great, but I don't think I can get any of these rides. Like, yeah. I'm going to do this again. He was like, yes, you can we walked to the oldest part of Six Flags. Like it was probably the first roller coaster ever built. Oldest roller coaster on earth. And he was like, we're going to ride this roller coaster. I was looking like there was nobody in line to ride this roller coaster. <laughs> but it was so old. I think it was like American Eagle. It was like I was just going to say, was it American Eagle? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, okay. We get in the roller coaster seat. 
this man is barely fitting into the seat next to me, but he's determined to hold his promise, which bravo to him, because I would have yeah. Is it one of like the love seat ones that the bar just comes down on your mm-hmm. lap? Yeah. Yes. So he's like, we, we can fit in this seat. And I'm like, listen, I don't think we can. <laughs> like, I'm still looking like, okay, you know, thank you for trying, but it's okay. But he was like, he was not giving up. We get in the seat. I know that bar was not down all the way. I am almost certain that he was holding the bar the entire roller coaster ride to make sure I got on the roller coaster. And we did it and it was great. And it was like the best time of my life. He was like, see, I told you you could do it. And I was like, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Uncle Ernie. Like, this is great, you know? And that always stuck with me. And like, when I turned 30, I like wrote him like a letter. I was like, thank you. Like, I know this was super small. You probably don't remember this, but like you taught me a very valuable lesson not to give up and to like figure it out and to like stick with your word. Like, I'm sure he's like, girl, it was a roller coaster ride, but it meant so much to me. That's such a great story. It's like a fat kid. Cause everyone, when I started telling the story to my friend, she was like, oh no, what did he do to you? I was like, okay. No, like, I, no, I get, I get, he empowered me, right, he like, empowered me, I was like, no, 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 we're not going, not down. all men are bad, not, yeah. not all men are bad, I was like, this is actually a good story, she was like, oh, okay, good, I was like, oh, God. but you know, it's sad, because so many stories do end in tragedy, but yeah. no, like, he was just like, no, like, you can do this, and it meant the world to me. Never been on a roller coaster since. Have no desire to, because that was a very rickety ride. Right. And thank goodness he had the upper upper body strength to hold the bar down. But mm-mm. we need more men like him in our lives. Right? Be yeah. like Uncle Ernie. Be like yeah. Uncle Ernie. He's dope. Okay, Nikki. So how are you liking your new big fig mattress? I can't believe I didn't have one before this. It's so cool that they designed a mattress specifically for plus size bodies. Now my bed isn't going to turn into a taco if I only sleep in the middle. (laughs) I know. I've had mine for over six years and honestly, it still feels brand new. No sagging or dipping like you said. I saw they had a 20 year warranty, but it seems like I probably won't even need it. No motion transfer, true body support, and a layer of thermogel cooling technology to fight off night sweats. Big Fig literally thought of it all. Visit BigFigMattress.com to grab your Big Fig now. Right now, Big Fig is giving you $300 off when you use the code BEBOLD. You can get your mattress for a bigger figure at BigFigMattress.com. Did he date plus size women? No, I, he was married. Well, I guess she was kind of plus. More like mid probably. Yeah. Now that I think, I never even thought of that. Yeah. But I guess she was kind of like plus, like mid-sized. Hmm. I just think he was like a good human. He was yeah. just a good human. Yeah. Like he was just one of those people, like he was just always a good human. Like I cannot remember a single memory from growing up and being around him and his family. Even his like daughter, like we hung out all the time, like because he was best friends with my dad, so we always would be around. He's just a really good human. Yeah. Not so rare, but yeah. Yeah. I get where you're coming from, Nikki. You think he like understood. <laughs> yeah. He's, like dated other 
yeah I didn't know if like that might have been or you know like he's just a good human so yeah I don't know now I'm like curious about like when he was like younger if Mm -hmm. he like dated you know plus people or whatever yeah like you were saying like when you um you were you're you were dating like you bet people and be like am I the first plus person you've ever dated and like recently since we started the podcast I've talked more with guys I'm dating about that but like I've now seen like we did woo plus we joined woo plus a guy I dated before we started the podcast was on there and like I'm starting like my previous relationships what did they date plus size women regularly or was like I had an exception to the rule like now I'm like thinking about all of those things mm-hmm. so like now I like anytime a guy's nice I'm like well are you being nice to me because you understand or <laughs> you know I don't know yeah or are you being nice because you're just a decent human being mm-hmm. which- yeah that's how it should be like yeah (laughs) we should see people for people Mm -hmm. and not like their size race whatever like we should just treat people like humans Mm -hmm. um but it's funny that you say that about woo plus I briefly joined (laughs) woo plus and I definitely saw some people in there that I dated previously and I was just like gosh the pool is so small for plus Mm -hmm. dating let me get off again (laughs) yeah yeah before before your current partner what was dating like for you oh um not fun Mm -hmm. um actually I mean it's okay I'm I would say that I'm not a big dater right like some people genuinely love dating Mm -hmm. I was like oh please let's get this over with so I don't want to have to deal with this anymore there are so many different personalities and like I'm very sensitive to people's energy and like just weird, strange, like, I'm like, you don't realize how like quirky people are until you start dating. And then you discover like, yeah, you may have your own neuroses, but it's a whole, whole, whole new world out there full of folks with all sorts of things. Um, But yeah, or like guys would slide into my DMs all the time um be like hey and I'm like mm, okay I guess but nine times out of ten like I don't know it's just it wasn't giving what it was supposed to give and so <laughs> so I was like feel that I, I especially with the pandemic I just feel like it made it harder it made it so much harder and I was just like uh I'm good on this I'm good yeah. on this. do you feel like it's different dating as like I know you identify as like super fat but do you feel like it's different dating as someone who's super fat versus someone who's like small or mid fat um or do you feel like it's sort of a combined experience of like garbage I don't know (laughs) trash yeah um I think that the pool is smaller right um well, I've never dated as a smaller person, so I can't really say, yeah. but I do think that for me, the pool seemed to be smaller, right? Like the people who would like want to date, actually date me, not like fetishize me mm-hmm. or like do some other type stuff, like actually date and be in relationship with me seemed small, but then it was also like the quality so it was lacking like yeah it just it wasn't giving 
And then sometimes you might meet someone who seemed cool, but like, I just think across the board, like trying to date cishet men is hard. Like yeah. our society has done them a disservice, us a disservice. <laughs> like it's, it's, uh-uh. <laughs> it's just, it's not going to work. Like you find someone and you're like, oh, you're cool and say they're quote unquote successful. But then it's this expectation that perhaps you're supposed to bend to just their will or be overly accommodating or whatever. Yeah. It's like, it's too much. Like, I don't know. So I think it's hard for all of us out there. Like if you're dating, it's just hard, especially like with everything that's going on, I don't think it's helping. I feel like the pandemic has like deeply affected all of us. And like, we're trying to be okay, but like, we're not, we're not okay. (laughs) Like we're not okay. And like that, manifests itself in different ways especially mm-hmm. when you're trying to talk to people and date people and it's just like mm. and then having open and honest conversations about that make it even harder because not everybody feels comfortable being vulnerable so like it's all these layers you have to pull back yeah 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 I agree I mean I think it's hard for everyone and it's sometimes I talk to like my straight size friends and it's just as bad. I, we always say like dating's hard for everyone. Right. But it's just like worse <laughs> if you have to add something on top of it, like a layer. So, you know, the plus size layer or like for you being black too, like that's a whole other ball game. Right. Like it's something like we don't have to deal with as being white women. So I think, you know, it just makes it that much harder. And like you said, like the pool just goes like that much lower. So you're in a shallow water. (laughs) Very shallow. Okay. Mm. Very shallow. It's like, I don't know why or where this comes from. And I'm not going to pretend to be an anthropologist or anything, but this whole notion that like, I am going to accept almost anything because of all those layers. Right. I'm just like, no, or being reprimanded now it's the whole well you like first is what do you bring to the table mm-hmm. now you bring things now you bring too many things to the table I'm like make up your mind like it, you know it was always something and like me and my current partner we've known each other for years we've both grown right like we've tried before didn't work we've tried before it didn't work I think we both just got to the point like are we gonna try are we gonna do it or not okay we're trying right and like sometimes it takes that like I'm not saying give people a bunch of different chances but sometimes like you know if you feel comfortable with someone and you're both open and willing to learn and grow together sometimes that's enough sometimes it's not what's on a resume or whatever like yeah well if you find something you can be honest and vulnerable with that's huge yeah that's huge it's so huge and like it's all about your priorities right for me it's more important for me to date a genuinely good person than it is for me to date a wealthy person well mm-hmm. it's great to have both of those things together right. <laughs> <laughs> you know like I it's it's hard to find that right like it's hard to just find genuinely good men out there mm-hmm. and I know like I know men are gonna be like, oh, no like 
you guys need to talk to some of your counterparts. Like if you're a good guy and you're like, not all men, well, talk to your friends because it's a reason why people are saying what they're saying. Like, it's not like we're making it up. There is something going on. Uh, for me, it's just the honesty, like just, and knowing what you want. I just feel like there's all these people just like willy nilly getting online, not knowing what you want out of it. Even if it's what you want is something casual, just be honest about it. Like, I don't know why you have to play these games. It's just highly frustrating to me. But like, I think this is exactly what you're saying is like, I don't know. These men just are not in touch (laughs) with reality. Yeah. With reality, with themselves, most Mm -hmm. of the time, like it's, you know, I had started reading a book by Bell Hooks called uh, The Will to Change um, about men and masculinity. And, you know, my friend was like, I really feel like you need to finish this book. And I'm like, ah, at the time when I started reading it, it made me angry because I was dating someone who was not a very good person. And I was like, what? Like, she was just like, well, I think you need to better understand men. And she was right. And like, I've, I have learned a lot more since then, but I was like, also, no, he's just like, he's not, he's not it. Not it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, you are right, but he's not it. And, you know, Bill Hooks was talking about, like I was saying, like, our society does all of us a disservice, right? Like the, this expectation of men that they are, essentially almost like emotionless and like a shell of themselves like just the the socially acceptable like definition of masculinity hyper like it it strips people of their humanity and like same when we try to put parameters around what it means to be feminine like yeah we're all struggling and like I feel like if we decide like hey we're not gonna buy into that it will give everyone more opportunity to feel their feelings and be who they need to be and who they want to be but right now it's like a bunch of men trying to be men right and it's just like just be yourself right yeah right that's all we want I saw some lecture I didn't finish it because that's me but (laughs) she started she was saying that like men are taught to hate like hate women like from the start they're like told that because everything that they're not supposed to be is a woman so like if you're told you're from like birth that you're not supposed to be weak you're not supposed to be feminine you're not supposed to be any of these things why would you respect a woman or like why would you even like them that's deep that Mm -hmm. is deep that's a good question I mean it's true it's but it's true and I'm like why why do we do that like I don't know I just I at this point I'm like listen if it feels like if it's gonna fall into this whole traditional definition of masculinity I don't want it like I just want somebody who's secure in themselves like who are you like this whole this is what a woman's supposed to do, or this is what I'm like, I can't, I, I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. Maybe at some point this made sense, but where we are in a society, I just feel like it doesn't make sense anymore. No, no, especially if we're, I mean, we're not hunter gatherers anymore. Like this has been obsolete for like centuries. <laughs> like we don't need this hyper-masculine alpha person to go out and like get food for us 
though I'm pretty sure that women could have done that anyway. Probably better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even back then. Because don't don't lions, aren't they the women hunt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. See, like we could do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could. Yeah. Uh, I just I don't know. I don't want to make this a whole like men are from Mars, women are from thing. But I do feel like sometimes I'm like, are we on the same planet? Are we speaking the same language? And I realize, like, even with my current partner, you know, I ask him questions that I don't think people have ever genuinely asked him. Mm-hmm. And he'll say, I never thought about that, or no one's ever asked me that. And I'm like, what do y'all talk about? <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm like, I talk to my friends about yeah. all sorts of things. Like, what do you all do? I do wonder what, yeah, it seems very superficial. And like, of course you have, I don't know. There's so many, I've met so many men who have so, most of their friends are still from high school. Right. And it's like, you haven't like leveled up essentially, but like, I've changed so much. I mean, I'm still friends with most of my high school friends, but like, I feel like that's because we went through something together, you know, like that's why we're so bonded. But most of my friends, like, you know, you change, right? So you keep the people around you change, but like Mm -hmm. most men don't (laughs) like they have this like circle that they've had forever. And it's like, they're still all friends because they don't have deep conversations. They don't talk about things that are like, I don't know. It just seems like they're just stagnant, like staying one place. Yeah. Or like, you know, I've heard in past relationships, like you're my friend, Mm. but if I'm the only person in your life, you feel like you can talk to, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, I'm not a therapist. I Mm. feel like you need a therapist. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, I mean, I mean, it's, that's a lot. That's Mm -hmm. a lot to put on one person. It is. You're supposed to have a community not like a bunch of people and y'all, I guess, grunt at each other. I don't know what you do, but you, whatever. And then like one person you talk to, no. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine not like running all my thoughts by most of my friends. Like if I was a guy, how do you process anything? <laughs> I don't they know. don't, I think that's the point. That's the pro- right? Yeah, that's the problem is that they don't. Like yeah. maybe they're moms. Maybe. Maybe, but sometimes I feel like, I don't know. It depends on their relationship with their mother. I know. And like, I've learned to look at, you know, how do people relate to their moms, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because you, usually a lot stems from that. And you yeah. kind of start to see, oh, okay, this is why you respond this way or whatever. Okay. But I'm just like, I know. I like when men have sisters. I'm like, oh, okay. Then you'll like understand. A little bit maybe Sometimes, maybe it depends like older sister yes younger sister maybe not yeah you're right that's yeah. a good point yeah it's a whole thing I'm like this is crazy it's I really wish that like <laughs> I remember I can't remember if it was like a comedian or something that said it but like basically like car facts for like people like mm-hmm. you, you know you see them oh. and like, it pulls up everything right away I was like, I wish that would be so great. When do you watch the show Upload? Have you guys seen that? I haven't seen it yet. No. Okay, everyone should. It's really funny. It's on Amazon Prime, but it's like um, the the premise is that um, we're like in 2050, and you can now upload your subconscious 
to mm-hmm. like the cloud after you die. So you never really die. You're just like, you know, up here. And then there's like people taking care of you in this like retirement community where you're like living. And um, it's really interesting. I forgot the point of what I was talking about. What were we talking about? Carfax. <laughs> Carfax. Okay. Thank you. So one of the things that's in the show is that they um, have this dating app and everyone has to like put all of their information. Like it's like uploaded by the government, it seems like, and people have to rate each other. And so you have like a, like an Uber rating and like women can like leave comments about like, if you're good, like if you're a good listener and like all this mm. stuff, it was really interesting. I was like, I don't want that, but I do want that. <laughs> I do, you know, because I feel like it keeps people like honest and transparent. I mean, do it for me too. Like I want to continue to learn and grow and become better. Like, you yeah. know, like it's not just, I'm not just going to be like, I'm, oh, men suck. But I'm like, we all could benefit from more honest conversations about like where we're falling short, where we're excelling, like how we can lean on one another to become our best selves. And I feel like we're so afraid to do that. Yeah. Let's just talk. I'm like, let's just talk. Let's just talk about all the things. I like that. That's the theme of this episode. Let's just talk. Let's just talk. Let's just connect. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us, Joyce. That was yeah. awesome. Well, thank you all so much. Yeah. Seriously, thank you. This was awesome. Make sure you guys give Joyce a follow at Fly and Fluffy on Instagram, and also check us out on TikTok and Instagram at Swipe Fat. Don't forget to join our private Facebook group. Search Swipe Fat Podcast. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm gonna stop talking now. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. We'll talk right. to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.